Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NFPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NFCOG in the search. saints i pray that everybody is well this morning i thank the lord for our getting together one more time his grace is sufficient for us he's taken us through this week with snow and whatever else came but i thank the lord i believe everybody's light stayed on and we're well fed and warm so i just thank god for all that he does in our lives and the word says this is the day that the lord hath made we will rejoice and be glad in it I would like to ask our bishop to please open us up with prayer. Praise his name. Hallelujah. We truly give God the glory this morning. Thank him for letting us see another day. We just want to just magnify the glory today. We thank God for the, everything he's doing in our lives. Ah, oh, Father God, hallelujah. Father, we just come right now in the name of Jesus. It's up this morning. Thank you for letting us see another day. Thanking you, God, for hallelujah, giving us another opportunity to serve you, Father. Oh, God, usher in your spirit right now, God. Hallelujah. Wherever we're at, Lord, in our homes, God. Oh, Lord, let us just feel your anointing, Lord. Let your spirit just touch us and minister to us, God. Oh, in our minds, Father, yes. word, God. And put that word in our hearts, God, that yes. we're covering our lives according. Oh, God, we just ask you to bless yes. the for Lord. Lord, you should know what each one of us yes. uh, each one of us are going through right now, God. So we just ask you, God, to move on the situation, God. Oh, Father, touch, Lord, and deliver, Father. In the name of Jesus, continue to uphold that, God, Father, God. Our apostle and Mother Grant, Lord. Oh, Father, continue to bless, Father, all the pastors, Lord, and the leaders of that, God, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, Father, you the heal, God. You have proven yourself to us over and over again, God. And we're standing on your word, Father. Your word is true, Father. Oh, Father, you said in your word that if we whomsoever call on you shall be delivered. Oh, Father, we call on you right now. Ah, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bless right now. Bless and deliver, Father, throughout, Lord, Naph, God, Father, God, and each one of faith temple, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless right now the word to come forth today. Bless Mother Smith as she bring forth the word, Lord. Let the anointing flow, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, Father, we ask you these things, Father. We ask you all these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And amen. Praise God. Thank you, Bishop. Yes. Well, does anyone have anything they'd like to say this morning? Any testimonies you'd like to share? Well, if not. I, I have testimony, mother. I <laughs> testify. Well, I just thank God for all that he's doing in my life. I thank him for the word that he gives me and ministers to me in the quiet time, Father. Um, well, I just, just want to thank God for 
and my health, Lord, and, yes. and how things are going all around me. And Lord, just gives me peace and calm in the midst of it. I just truly bless his holy name. He is a God that's uh, is God. And I just thank him every day for just allowing me to wake up. And it might not be a burning testimony for everybody, but it's one that I feel in my heart huh? that, that God works things out in our lives. And we go through things for one purpose, and that is to give him the glory and count it so we can count it all joy that we came through it and know that God brought us through it. I just truly bless the Lord. And I ask you all to continue to pray for me, continue to pray for the family, and as I pray for your families. Praise the Lord. Father, I have a testimony. Amen. I just want, I just want to thank God for just one more day. And I truly, like, like, Pastor, like uh, Bishop said, not a bridge at the moment, but I just thank God for my health. Everybody know what I went through the last three months, and I just thank God for my, over and over again, for my health. Thank you, Jesus. I taking me through, you know, my mind, and just, just taking care of me on, yes. on, on, on a daily basis. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, I think it both burning because I thank the Lord too for just knowing him and for his presence to have the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's something that if you haven't experienced, you don't understand what joy that brings. And as Bishop said, regardless of what's going on around you or as, as mother on uh, uh, sister Vicky just said, we know him as a healer. We know him as a keeper. We know him as a provider. And there is no other way that we can have the constant peace and confidence in a God who is capable of doing all things, the God for whom nothing is too hard. So to have the Lord on our side, what more could be burning than that? <laughs> amen, amen. But thank you all so much for your testimonies. And if there is no other, Elder's going to sing. Well, I just wanted to say, just have an opportunity just to testify is, is a great thing in the way. So I just yeah. want to just tell God, thank you this period. Like, like I said before, last time we looked for these big testimonies and all of that, that God has done something. And God woke me up. So thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's a testimony. Amen. Amen. Somebody so so that, that that's 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 a testimony i'm able to walk on my own that's a testimony i'm able to breathe that's a testimony mm -hmm. so you know i, I just that's one of that that's some little things again that's a clear god thank you thank uh, you and get somebody else to uh, opportunity to testify thank god glory glory well if there's none other elder are you ready to sing for us this morning praise the lord what? <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Let's make sure it's set that up. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, excuse me. I'm gonna be like be like the old of the saints. Y'all, excuse my voice today. <laughs> Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All this good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart 
of my contentment over all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire at night when nights are long and cold. In sadness, you're the laughter that shadows all my fears when I'm all alone. Your hand is there to hold Jesus, you're the center of my joy Oh, this good and perfect comes from you You're the heart of my contentment Oh, for all I do Jesus, you're the center of my joy When I, you are who I find pleasure In the simple things in life you're the music in the meadows and the streams the voices of the children my family and my home you're the source and finish of my highest dreams You're the center of my joy All this good and perfect comes from you Oh, you're the hope of my contentment Oh, for all I do Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Oh, Jesus, you are the center of my joy. I'm lonely, feeling sad. You're the lifter up of my head. You're my music. You're my song. You're my strength all day long. Oh, Jesus, you 
of my joy Jesus you're the center of my joy oh my joy my joy comes from you you're the center of it yes you are you're the center of my joy I love you Lord yes I do I love you Lord you're the center of my joy yes you are oh you're the center of my joy thank you elder you know that voice sounded good to me, but you know, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So we don't have to worry about our abilities anyway, because when he takes control, it's beautiful. So thank you so much. That was a beautiful rendition of that song. And what a, a goal to strive for, that the Lord is the center of our joy. So this morning, I'm going to prayer just before I bring the word. I just want to thank the Lord again for our being together. Thank you, Lord, for that song. You are, you should be the center of our joy. And Lord, as I go into the word, Lord, I ask that you anoint me, that I will speak what you would have me to speak, that everything that's said and done be done for your glory and your glory alone. And we'll be careful always to give you all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, our lesson today, we're continuing with the focus on the importance of the word of God in our lives. As I, I used the comparison last week to the word of God being the saint's lifeline. It's through the word that we're saved, we're justified, we're sanctified. And just to go into a further description of what the word and who the word is, in John 1.1, 1, 1, Jesus is identified as the word. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And in 1.14, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the living word. Of course, we have the written word, which is the Bible, which was inspired by God and given to men. And what we're doing this morning is speaking the word of God. So as I said before, we cannot, well, I intimated, we cannot make it without the Lord. We're saved through grace by faith in whom? Jesus, the living word. We're justified by faith in whom? Again, Jesus, the living word. And we're sanctified through the cleansing of the washing of the word. So my point is to emphasize that without the word of God, we cannot live this life. We wouldn't be saved. We certainly wouldn't be striving for perfection. We've been sanctified, but we're progressively becoming more and more like Jesus as we walk with the Lord. So my scripture reference this morning comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. And this is during uh, Jesus's ministry when he was going about teaching the people and he spoke in parables to 
use natural things to teach people spiritual concepts. And during the time that he was ministering, this when he was ministering, the economy at that time was primarily agricultural. So when he's using words like seed and tilling the soil, and that's something that those people could readily understand. Now, some of us do some planting and gardening, but we don't know to the extent of what they knew at that time. So it says in, in one, in 13, starting at verse one, the same day when Jesus out of the house is set by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore, and he spake many things unto them in parables. Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Now, when he's speaking of the seed here, that represents the word of God. And the soil represents the hearts of individuals. So when he says that the seed fell by the wayside, what he's saying there is the seed was sown. It was thrown out where it should have taken hold in the soil. But because people did not understand it, because they allowed doubt to creep in. And of course, Satan is always there to try to snatch the word away as soon as we hear it. Then that seed never took root. It was, it just blew away, fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. But the next verse said that some fell upon stony places where they had much earth and where they had not much earth and forthwith, they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. So you can picture that when something falls, if a seed would fall on stones, the seed doesn't grow from a stone. The seed has to get to the soil where it can be nourished. But what that's representing here when it talks about the, the stony places is that there are things that are, are crowding out the ability of that seed to reach the soil. So the cares of this life, things that would cause people not to fully grasp what the word of God is saying. In the next verse, it says, and when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Again, that's another example that the seed did not fall on soil, on the heart of a man or a woman or a boy or girl that was able to receive it. Did I, did I read the wrong words? I meant to read seven. It said, and some fell upon thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them. I think really I should have spoken here about how those are the cares of life which cause the seed not to be able to flourish, not to be able to take root. But other fell upon good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. He who, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So let me go back and try to further expound. Would you, would you put that back up for me, please, um, Elder, because I feel like I, I need to say more about what the point I was trying to make. 
well, if not, I'm gonna go back to the, thank you, to verse four. So when the, backing up to when the seed fell upon stony places, I don't think I fully um, explained that. It fell on places that were not, that were not prepared to receive it. A heart needs to be prepared to receive the word. The scripture says the day that you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So a hard heart is not able to receive what the word of God is saying. So naturally the seed is not gonna take root, it's not gonna spring forth, and it's not gonna bear fruit. Then the other example is falling upon among the thorns. That's when the word is sown and the person receives it. But because of the cares of this life, because there are other things that they're allowing to draw them away from the word of God, the word does not take root and it withers. It has no root, I'm sorry. So it, there is some acceptance of the word, but it's not allowed to take root to the point that it will, will be able to stand. I've used the example last week of when Mother Nance and I were taking some weeds out of the flower bed that I was trying to plant some flowers in. Some of the weeds that we pulled up came up very easily because they did not have root. They had to some degree gotten nourishment from the soil, but not enough that they could withstand forces that came against it, like our pulling on it. But yet there are other roots that are so rooted and grounded that even with all the might one could muster, they can be pulled up from the ground. We can use, we can use example, they probably have to use some tool to, to even get it out of the ground, something like a, a hole or something. But that's not a perfect comparison, but it's to give you a visual of what it is to truly have the word of God rooted in your heart so that you're able to withstand, you're able to stand fast on the word. It flashed through my mind a picture of palm trees. And those of us who've been to Florida, I think we all have, they have terrible storms in Florida. And those pine, those uh, palm trees are able to withstand winds, hurricane force winds, because of the type of root that they have in the ground. And there are other trees like that too. But again, I'm doing in, in a sense what Jesus did, trying to give examples of natural things to teach a spiritual truth. So going on to verse seven, Elder, if you would move it up, please. Thank you. Said some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Again, that's the word that's being basically snuffed out of a person's life because they've allowed other things to take precedence. They've allowed the cares of this life for the lack of, a, of another way to put it. And all of us, I guess, have seen that where people have accepted the Lord and in many instances, they're, they're joyful, they're excited, they want to go about and do the Lord's will, but they allow things that happen in life to cause them to step away. 
And it's the enemy's sole purpose to bring something in all of our lives that would cause us to take our eyes off of Jesus. Examples would be when some people, when catastrophes have happened, let's say you lose a loved one or uh, you have some kind of financial difficulty. People who don't have the roots in God that will allow them not to fall away because of the thorns, thorns meaning things that happen in our lives, though the root, the, the seed gets choked out of those individuals. And that can easily happen, but that's why we should strive to have the good ground that our hearts are prepared for the word of the Lord. And when the word goes forth, when that seed is planted, it roots down into our hearts where it's able to grow, where it's able to be nourished by the hearing of the word. The scripture says, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word, by the reading of God's word, by the study of, of, God's, word, of God's word, by meditating upon his word. As I said before, his word is our lifeline because without his word, there are all kinds of competing forces out here. There are forces that will want to cause you to doubt. There are forces that will want to cause you to accuse God foolishly, which can happen in some instances when things happen, particularly devastating things. People, individuals who are not rooted in God, those things cause them to back up, cause them to fall away from God. But when someone is deeply rooted and they know that they know that they know that God is real, that his word is true, that what he promised he will perform. But you can only get there when you know his word. You can only get there when you keep his word in your heart. I'm, and I'm thinking of another example where someone who was deeply rooted in the Lord was able to stand up against what was a devastating occurrence. And that was a woman who had several of her family members to die in one accident. And, you know, that kind of thing makes the news. And of course, the news was talking about how catastrophic it was. It was, and it was, it was a horrible thing to lose um, her husband and a couple of her children. I don't remember how many, but that when they talk with that mother, she talked about the goodness of God. I'm sure her heart was heavy. I'm sure her heart was broken. If you love someone, that's not an easy thing to lose them. But when you know God, he takes us through the most difficult times. When that seed is rooted and grounded in your heart, you are able to stand and withstand. And again, we don't get there overnight, but it takes our putting effort in. He makes the first move as he made when he died on the cross and said, it is finished. Everything that pertains to life and godliness has been prepared for us. But first of all, you've got to receive him. You've got to receive him as savior, knowing that I'm a sinner. There's nothing I can do to keep myself from going to a burning hell. But Jesus has made the way. When I call upon him and I repent of my sins, he saves us from our sins. And then he justifies us by faith. As I said earlier, justified means that you're declared innocent. You know, it's just as if you didn't sin. 
That is the state that you're in when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Sanctification is the position you're sanctified through the cleansing, the washing of the word. That's your position in the Lord when you're saved. But there's a progressive process with sanctification where we continue to grow in our knowledge of him. We continue to be reproduced into his likeness. But all of those things Jesus freely gave to us, just like that soil went out and cast that seed about and wanted it to take root in the ground. Jesus wants the word of God to take root in us. He wants us to know that he loves us with an everlasting love, that he wants only good for us. Now, many of the cares of, the li of this life are things that we struggle with not wanting to give up because they're pleasures for, of sin for a season. And I'm, uh, one of the resources I, I wanted to acknowledge that I used in preparing for this lesson was Spirit First, which is a publication, it's both authored and published by the National Fellowship Churches of God Incorporated. And I use one of their books, Responding to the Gospel. And I want to read an excerpt from that to just further explain what can happen when the word is not rooted and when there are things that come against us. It says, when we fail to remove all substances that have already taken root in our heart, when we reserve space for ungodly things that we love and can't bear parting with, when we want to love God, but love the things of this world, our soul is only capable of producing seedlings that grow discomforted, irritated, and annoyed. Yes, a plant will grow, but it will not bear fruit. It says, let me repeat that. Yes, a seedling will grow, but it will not, a plant will grow, but it will not bear fruit. God's objective for us is that we be saved, but then we also represent him in the earth so that other men and women, boys and girls will be saved. They will come to know who Jesus Christ is. So if we allow other things to take precedence over him, then we're, our salvation is, is questionable and certainly the ability to bear fruit is not there. So I hope you all have gained something from this lesson this morning. My purpose is not to be long-winded, but my purpose is to have the word of God sown in our hearts so that we can hear what thus said the Lord and we can live according to it. What God did for us on the cross was only an act of love. He didn't have to do it. I don't think any of us would have done it, but because he loved us so much, he wants the very best for us. And the very best for us is knowing him, is living according to his will and according to his way. As we were saying earlier in testimony time, there is nothing like the sweet fellowship of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like knowing that you have a savior, a God on your side, who has all of your best interests at heart. He has a plan for your life. You were created for a purpose. And that purpose will be fulfilled if we allow it. But again, he never takes away our free choice. We are always able to choose. 
He said in his word, I said before you life and death, blessings and cursings, you choose. But in the latter part of that scripture, he says, but choose life. Life is in Jesus Christ. Peace is in Jesus Christ. Joy is in Jesus Christ. And when we testified earlier, people said, well, they didn't have burning testimonies. I challenge that because I think it is a burning testimony. When you are able to say that I have the joy of the Lord in the midst of a storm, because storms come to all of us. The scripture says uh, it rains on the godly and the ungodly. So nobody is spared the tribulations of life. But having a relationship with Jesus Christ enables us to walk through this life, knowing that we have a God on our side, that we have a promise of eternal life with him, and that the joy of the Lord will take us through whatever we got to go through in this journey that we call life. As I said earlier, God created us with a plan. Going back to that sower, throwing out that seed, that agricultural example, a farmer plants seeds. He doesn't just throw out any seed. He throws out a seed that he has a specific expectation of and plan for. The word of God that God has sown in our hearts is for us to be able to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has for us. There is no greater joy. If I say it a thousand times, it wouldn't be enough. There's no greater joy than knowing the Lord. There is no greater joy than living for him. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. Beside him, there is no other. From everlasting to everlasting, he is God. So I encourage those of us who know him, continue to walk with the Lord, continue to read his word. Let it get deeply rooted into your hearts so that you can stand and withstand everything that we have to go through in this life. And you can fulfill God's purpose in your life. And if anyone who's listening who feels that they don't have that kind of relationship, it is there for the asking. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye who labor, and I will give you rest. He said, knock and the door will be open. So there's an open invitation for Jesus Christ. He wants all of us to be saved, to know him, and to live in his presence. I thank you all for listening to me. I trust that each of you has received what the Lord had for you to receive this morning from this lesson. Hallelujah. That's where we need to be, saints. Need to stay near the cross. And if there's anyone on the call this morning that doesn't know the Lord, all you need to do is repent of your sins, recognize your state that you are not in right fellowship with the Lord, ask him to forgive you, and he will freely give you salvation. He will transform your life. But it takes godly sorrow to come to him knowing that you need him, and he's right there to receive you. I thank everyone who's listened this morning. I just thank him for his presence and all that he's doing in our lives. As we go forth this week, I ask the Lord bless you and all that you undertake to do. There's a, a the, in the Baptist church, I got a little Baptist still left there. He used to say, the Lord bless you and keep you. 
make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I love you all. God bless you. Yes. Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NFPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NFCOG in the search.